afternoon. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome once again to Matinee with Bob and Ray. This afternoon, our program originates in Studio 4 at the studios of WHDH in Boston, Massachusetts. Right here in good old USA again. So, certainly grand to be back in our own native land, isn't it, Bob? Sure is. You see, friends, we've been visiting overseas the last few days. I see Ken over there at the organ. Hi there. Hello, Ken. How's everything Joe going? Green over here at the piano. Welcome back, Bill. I mean, it's good to be back. How have you been? So we set sail from these beautiful palm fringed isles, don't we? Yes. We say goodbye to the natives as they stand on the shore, throwing coconuts our way. And drinking sterno. We'll return one day, though. Sometime. Someday real soon. But it certainly is grand to be back in the States. Bob and I have been around trying to glue up this old world of ours. And oh, I'll back say we have. Write... We spent several weeks in England, too. We're going to write uh, and produce several documentaries on one world. That's our theme. And we've been digging up talent from the various corners of the world, all five corners. And I've been digging up a lot of stuff on John Gunther. I'm going to write a book called Inside John Gunther. And somebody's dug us up, and so here we are again. And it's awfully good to be back in our own native land. And I know that you all are glad to have us back. We haven't read any mail for a long time. I think we should acknowledge at least one, that picture, that wonderful picture by Stella. What was her last name? By Starlight. No. <laughs> no, Bodak, was that her name? I believe it was, Bob. Very, very nice drawing of very, her very conception of Ray and myself. Wonderful drawing, as a matter of and, fact. And uh, it was in full color. She looks as if, undoubtedly, she's a commercial artist. Well, then we had another card this morning. Yes, Certainly you can, Ken. We had a card this morning which Bill Green has requested he read before the program is over. Here you go, Bill. And uh, would you like a cigarette? I tell you what, while you're smoking this, Chesterfield, why don't you like the commercial jingle which has been made for just this very reason to advertise the the Chesterfield brand of cigarettes. Would you like to listen to that? And then we'll... Chesterfield over and over again. Chesterfield satisfied women and men. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfield A, B, C. Bill, Bill Green would like some music as a background for this. I'll turn the microphone over here. I'll play the drum. Ow! Beautiful music. to read it. Now, go ahead. I'm afraid Don't your you voice is going to sound awful shabby with that background, Bill. Go ahead. No, I, I, you go read ahead, it. read it. Bill we'll, Green, we'll reading read a poem to himself. Right Get right into the microphone. Run over to microphone three. Is this all right? Now, tribute to Bill Green. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> You're swell. <laughs> You steal the show. And that you're swell. Let me look at that again. Ah, Just what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess. Your rhythm's always zealous. Your voice, your charm, your subtle whip. Of these, the stars are jealous. You're strong, you're kind. You never mind the insults that they're saying. Oh, I'm from the local Afro office. Who's this bum on the radio here? He's some gook reading the poem to himself. Okay, but don't let it happen again. Okay, I won't. Music. More music. He can't play it. You just smile back, although you're hurt, and keep on with your playing. They sauce, they boss, they mimic. To them, you have to be kind. You've mouths to feed and rent to pay. 
Yes, life's the toilsome grass. We should have the money Green has. You don't think Green forgets that, do you? And the person who wrote that should have the money he has. So hats off to you, mister. You'll keep on being seen as a guy who saved the program. That's right. You're William Green. Isn't that nice? It brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> it's going to bring several to Green unless oh. he gets back to the piano. <laughs> you, you must read this one, too. Oh, yeah, this one arrived this morning. This, uh... The whole gist of this next minute is does anybody have a grand piano that they want to give away? Now, have you ever heard of any more foolish than that? No, I haven't. Grand pianos... I know it. I think that's the trouble. Although something certainly could rhyme with Wilson. Something could, but I can't think of it offhand. Orange, that's about the only thing I can think of that rhymes with Wilson. Uh, get funny. <laughs> these two fellows, Roger Harris and Peter Stevens, who are... They're two grand them. gentlemen. And, uh... They would like, of all things, somebody to give them a piano. Look, Raj and Pete, pianos, pianos, especially grand pianos, are not easy to attain these days. They cost money. Yeah, they won't settle for an upright or anything else. No, or a player piano. Oh, they could fix them up, maybe. Well, cost a grand Steinway about three years old would be all right. How much would that be worth on the open market? I'm not here to say. Well, I mean, what would the average grand piano cost? A good grand piano? A good grand piano, yes. A grand grand piano. Three thousand. $3,000? $3,000? What are these two guys, off their rocker? Well, they say they'll take it as far as Fred B. Cole if we don't do anything about it. We could give them this one. Which one is that? This we one could give them the play. piano player to go Thank with it. Joel, too. why couldn't we donate the piano here in this studio? I think it would be swell. What else could you play, Green, if we did get rid of this one? Oh. You play saxophone or something? No. These fellows even included a telephone number for anyone who wants to give them the piano so they'll know where they can get a hold of them. Well, I would suggest that everybody no, call them up around 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Kenmore 602. No, no, no. In the evening, call Copley 72845. I'll repeat that. That's Copley 72845. All those of you who have pianos that you want to give these two fellows, be sure and call them about ten minutes after two. And if, if they could get hold of five or six pianos, I'm sure they'd like to have them. Sure. You're right, Ken. So they don't want any bald ones. They want everything. One to appear on. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> scamper back to the piano. Excuse me, but what is a salesman doing in here anyway? I don't There's know. There's nothing to sell on this program. We're sold out is, completely. Tight as a drum in here. Sold down the river, as a matter of fact. This thing, we, we can't get another <laughs> commercial in this program sideways. Either. Try as we may. And, and we, we certainly, certainly do. do try. <laughs> we have no room for any plugs. Well, don't say it as definitely as that. We may right. have room for one little bitty one. You'll be very happy to learn, friends, that Bill Green walked into the microphone boom and has reddened himself sturdily. <laughs> and his next number will, will sound just like that. Listen, listen for the new Bill Green show, which is coming along this fall. It's it's a, a daytime program. It's a it's more or less a, a soap opera, the life of Bill Green. And he tells the whole story himself in his own natural words. And in his own voice, too. Can you imagine it? For 15 minutes every day, sitting down and listening to that fellow read That will definitely be the end of radio. I knew radio had begun to slip when they stopped imitating Morton Downey and Donald Novus. But now that Green is going on to his own program, it's done. Well, let me hear some music. One thing, we don't have to worry about competition from him on television, do we? The Song of Indians. Well, today or tomorrow, ma'am... Thank <laughs> you.
they're both caught without their glasses. Absolutely free. But for how long? 
Uh, that is not mentioned here. That's what I was afraid of. But it's free, anyway, for a little while. Uh, a little while, oh, anyway. five or ten minutes. Yeah. It's absolutely free. No cost, no obligation, just plain free trial. If you call Richmond 21750, House this of Television. Day. Call them this very day. Richmond 21750. It's awfully good. Wonderful. Hello, boys. Hi, everyone. How about this television gimmick? <laughs> Well, it's one of our new accounts, and, and it is. It's an admiral set. I've only seen a little bit of it, mm. television. Well, and I think it's well, grand. A lot of good shows that you can see. You'll, you'll get a great deal hours of enjoyment out of it. Yes. Mm. And who knows, maybe before long, even you, Mary, would have your own television. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm good-looking enough. Oh, well. No, I think you have to be beautiful to be on no, television. No, you don't. It's the first No, you don't. It does seem coming No, Ray's going to do Oh, well, that's comforting to know. It's, it's your personality, and I'm sure you could put up... For instance, you could do a, 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 a an experimental kitchen show. Oh, I think that would be grand. We could show you in your apron. And, and we, could, we could show a kitchen, say, with you in it. Yes. And a lot of mixing bowls. Oh, and, and I could be talking and, and making something. Yes, you could be mixing dough. Mm-hmm. And batter. Yes. And whipping cream. Certainly. Oh, you'd be a real mean thing. Uh-huh. Well, I think that would be a good idea, and, and the women listeners or viewers, viewers could follow along every step with them. That's right, and they could make exactly the same thing you're making in your experimental kitchen as you're making. I think that's a grand idea. It's a new idea, something I'm going to give to you absolutely free. Well, thanks you, Bob. I think you're wonderful. Okay, Excuse thanks. the soft word. Sure. All right. a lot of those lately, haven't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we'll look for that, and that's a big fall show with you. I'll be back a little later in the program, Bob. I just yes. want to sit down for a little while. Oh, okay. sure. Mm. Long trip. Yeah. Yes. Excuse me, Bob, but these two people have been talking steadily since we came into the if studio. you can't share your little secrets with everybody, if you don't. can't, if you want to whisper in the studio, then then you'll have to go out. If you if you don't want to come up with, with the microphone, excuse the soft word. If you want to come up to the microphone and, and say these things, go ahead and say them. But I think if you have anything to say, everyone should hear what you're saying. If you have anything to say that can't be said over the air, can it? I'm surprised at you. Certainly. Now, does that make uh, ourselves clear? Makes ourselves abundantly clear. I think <coughs> Is this another card that mentions green? Oh, oh this no. is this is one Bernard Levine sent this one. Oh, yes. He, he's this one. Oh, yes. He... And this is in our More Fun Than a Barrel of Monkeys contest. More fun than that would be to play Sweet Rosie O'Grady in ragtime on the slide trombone in a closed telephone booth, say, or not. Bill picked that out of the stack. I think that's very funny. In fact, that was the only card. Bill Green is okay, that one, for, for our candy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's one fifteen if you're interested. We, we think it's rather an interesting point to bring up about this time. I, don't, I never think the time is very interesting, Bob. Well, some people, maybe some people are just getting up. Not this time of the day. Early in the morning, I can see... Uh, I, I can't go on with this I constant... This constant hum in the background. I, either you'll have to conduct yourselves like ladies and gentlemen, or you'll have to leave. It's very disconcerting. Thank you. Okay. Now, what was I discussing, Bob? I don't know. It was disgusting, or whatever it was. Well, to get back to what I was saying, we must ever guard against... These little, little bugs that get into our gardens. And uh, this afternoon we have in the studio Professor E. Emeritus Trumpnagel, who has come all the way in from the Waltham Field Station to tell us all about it. 
Professor Pryor, I beg your pardon, we not the Waltham Field Station, the Waltham Filling Station. Oh, yeah. I work out there. All right, sir. Would you go right ahead and tell everyone about that? Yeah, well, you know, you get, you get little bugs in your garden, maybe, now that the, the rain starts to come down again. And uh, the way to get rid of these little bugs to spray them. You mean spray the bugs around? Spray the, spray the bugs with something. Oh, oh I see. Sure. Now, what you spray them with, you have to figure out for mm, yourself. Good. What is that, Shereen? Andy. Let me have some. No, absolutely not. No. Wilson is hungry. He's hungrier than I am, actually. Ken, you've had your lunch, and you cannot have any more Cynthia Sweets coconut cream bars. That's all there is to it. Oh, what you said. Friends, he's not eating Cynthia Sweets coconut cream bars right now. Black old peanuts. Is that what those are? I don't like those anyway. Why'd you get jelly beans again today? I don't know. I thought I'd switch to... you lose those fast. I thought I'd switch to some marshmallow peanuts. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Well, you ever see him make those? You ever see Green move <laughs> off a piano stool so fast in your life is when you well, break out with a little, around, he's a little penny candy? There's nothing like penny candy. Well, well it's too late now. Today? Certainly it's too late. Let's hear some more music, Bobby. Well, I tell you, we have a very tricky thing here. I don't know just how we're going to do it, because it's so fast that we've got to be right on our toes. Then we'll have music. All right. All right? Look, look, look in time. Yes, you've seen the new look, but wait till you see the next look. Ken and Bill, when you're smiling, friends. Did you from the casino? 
Bill. Yeah, would you bring it over? We might stop there today, but we could read it, I suppose. We'll read the little note. What is it, a thank you, a bread and butter note for our last appearance up there? That's what they fed us. Oh, yes, of course. Now, then, let's see. He goes on to say, oh, at the casino this Friday and Saturday, Tucker's the most amazing mind-reading act in America. And Bob and I are going to give you a preview on how they operate. We have the Swami up here on the stage. How do you do, friends? I'm he a Swami. Is completely blindfolded, and I'm going down into the audience to pick out various members. I'm going to whisper to them, ask them their names, various questions. I'll in turn shoot the question back to the Swami, Swami Golding, here on the stage. And he, without benefit of any trick code, signal, or other... Wheels, nothing, really, friends. Nothing except the terrific intellect. All right, Professor. Can you hear me up there? Yes, I can. All right, I'm down here in the audience, and I've just spoken to a young lady in the front row. Yes. Can you hear me all right? Can't see a thing. Can you? What? You can't see it. Oh, I cannot see a thing. All right, sir. I'm talking with this young lady over here. I want to know what her name is. They told me she just came in from the valley, didn't you, madam? Yeah. What's her name, Professor? Uh, Lily. That's right. Lily of the Valley. Certainly. Wonderful. Now i got to move over here. I've been speaking with another man over here. He's sitting in this chair right here. What's his name? What did you say? I said he's sitting in this chair right over here. That man's name is Morris. Right. You see, we use no trick calls, no secret signals or anything of the sort. I'll move back here. Let me see. What was this fellow, this fellow right over here? I'll be seized. Bring along with those questions, please. I'm going too fast for your concentrate, concentrate, concent, for your powers of thinking, am I? No, I okay. don't use nothing either. I know you don't. Now, let me see. This fellow over here thinks he's a saint. Don't you? He does? Yes. He isn't twins. No, no, he isn't. Come on, you dog, you can get the answer to this. Bernard is his name. Right, Bernard is his name. Now, that's just a sample of what we will do in the way of mind. Oh, it's not us, is it? Oh, it's the Amazing Tuckers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most amazing mind-reading act in all America. And, of course, we gave you a preview on how they go about their little act. (laughs) If they can tell within $50 of how much Sandy Eisen has in his pocket at any given time during the show, and I might add, it increases during the evening, too. <laughs> yes. They will be able to win a valuable prize for themselves. Sure. Oh, gee. An all-expense trip back to the booking office. <laughs> well, now it's time to go over to the river's mouth, I see, by my schedule here. <laughs> see, he's not paying attention. Oh, you have the You're wrong, not paying attention. The wrong theme song. Ken, Stop. Bill, you'll have to take over. You haven't got your mind on your wall today. Your mind is on something else, and I can't tell what it could be. But it just isn't here. The Life and Loves of Linda Lovely, written for radio by A. Carrie. No, no, no. Too late. Too late. Well, carry on, Bill. It's written for radio by A. Carrington Love. Stars Marcia Van Allshop as Linda Sherman. Surely as David. A parade is going by Linda's house today as she and David stand at the window looking up. Wait a minute. A crackling fire is going in the fireplace. What parade is it, David? I don't know, Linda, but... I don't believe oh, these men. Oh, you a little two-headed with the scout. I don't believe these men have ever marched before. They don't seem to be able to keep step with the music. Marching in three-quarter time. Now they've stopped. No, they haven't. They're they're 
Yes. Moving along again. Now. Yes, they've stopped now, David, darling. I want all the noise down there, Uncle Leather. Who's the parade, Eugene? Uncle Eugene, please. Treat Sorry. me with the respect that's due. Everything else is. That was Uncle Eugene. Is he still in the attic, Linda? Yes, my darling. Ah, he's been there a long time. Have you been feeding him? Oh, yes, he's eating regularly. Yeah, but I ain't eating too good up here. I don't know why I don't come down and sit at the dinner table like any sane person would do, except that I'm not. You're off your rocker, Uncle Eugene. That's why you stay upstairs. I knew there was something I'd forgotten. What? Getting that rocker fixed. That was broken nearly a year ago. Yes. Right after I returned from deep, dark, dank Africa. Yes. My brave, bold, bold, brown, baggy, bronze, band of, baggy, bandijos, bronze. I came back empty-handed. Yes, my darling. And I was in search of the missing Edward Mercy. See, today's program is more or less a synopsis to bring the whole thing up to date for people who haven't heard it. Yes, and then I fell through the rocket that was bequested to me by my bequesting grandmother. When bequest. she died. What? When she died. Yes, before she died. And then we looked in on... Said nothing. The R- Romany Tearum crossed down here in River's Mouth, which is the town we have grown up together in and lived at for so long. I'm that today's prize-winning script was submitted by President Conant of Harvard. Tomorrow, another exciting episode in the life and loves of Linda Lovely, another program in radio written by you, the listener. Who will be our winning author tomorrow? Somebody from Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm sure. You know, that no doubt has something to do with dogs. So long there. Bye. Great Uh, numbers of crooners. Oh, Bob, that's that's my spot that I read all by myself at one-third. That's the, there's a hundred of crooners announcement. Yeah, (laughs) isn't it? Friends, greyhounds, usually seen only in the big feature races, will go to post tonight in three consecutive events. They sneak them out of the big races and down to Wonderland for the small ones. The seventh, the eighth, and get this, the ninth, in one of the greatest all-star shows ever presented at Wonderland Revere. All three events are over the popular five-sixteenth mile distance. Excuse me, Ray, have you ever been in Wonderland at three o'clock in the morning? Oh, but I'll bet so it's lonesome there. Bet it's very lonesome. It's lonesome, and the flowers don't look as pretty as they do at six thirty. And the dogs bay at the moon. Anyway, friends, if the moon is out. Here, of course, it's always out, but here are the, the clouds don't cover. Yes, I mean. yes, of course, Peter. Now I'll go. Thank you. Go back into the wall, please. Here are the. You ent- don't mind if I go? No, it's all right. Here are the entries. Go right on. now, then. Twilight Harmony. Wow. Twilight Harmony. Has he gone, Bob? Yes, he has. Now you can go along with your commercial. I thought I'd check with you. Twilight he always interrupts you like that. You start <laughs> into these things. Look, can't excuse me, Bob. Go I ahead. Have, we only I'd, like to read, I'd like to read the entries for the featured night. Do you mind? No, go ahead. Twilight is at Wonderland Revere. Of course. Sure. Okay. Twilight well, Harmony. All down right here. Happy event. Full steam. Oh, why he drops up so much. Anyway. Harlan. Rush away. Welcome, stranger, to Lara Rose. Did you call me back again, Ray? You said welcome. Yeah, but you're no stranger. Well, we know you. Go back. <laughs> and and our final entry, 
Our final entry in the feature night is good old Ruby Swift. <laughs> and now to continue this announcement, my <laughs> who's playing the part of Ruby Swift? <laughs> my friends, buying, buying. Close time, first race, 7.45. Daily double closes at 7.30. Revere's near from Boston by MDA from Maverick Station. And from everywhere over wide highways, flooded, free-lighted parking lots are provided for those who drive. See ten great races tonight at Wonderland, America's number one track. <laughs> well, we'll see you at Wonderland, friends. Robert Swayze saying goodbye and swaying out of this. This is Matinee with Bob and Ray. Cannonball plays the organ. Matinee with Bob and Ray. Who plays the organ? Ken Wilson and Bruce Green plays the piano. That's music. That saxophone player is a ghost. Is he being paid? What? Is he being paid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, one other thing, friends. If you're about a radio set tomorrow at 1 o'clock and you feel adventurous, dial us in at the same spot. And many thanks to Hummenstrom for standing by in case we drop dead or something before the program is over. And incidentally, friends, if you've forgotten our spot, we're right next to the St. Louis Police Calls. This is WHDH in the city of Boston. Certainly, when you stop, musicians, I'd like to read something. <laughs> 